0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, Member FDIC. Uh, but what you need to know is is that uh, Doctor uh, Doctor U, as we call him, um, Doctor U, and he's uh, that's appropriate because he's all about you. He's all about the patient, making sure that you get the best quality dental care available. Uh, and right now, uh, Doctor Eckert can give you a brand new smile in just one. <laughs>
1: Hook 'em up with E and
2: Rod B. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. What a Tuesday on Hook 'em up with E and Rod B. Coming off a busy Monday night. Included uh, a Rangers win, another one. Phillies, and then how about the Cowboys? Wasn't the prettiest thing, wasn't a work of art, but it was a win on the road in the NFL and the Cowboys are four and two. Just also, win, baby. also included a pregame fight. Or it looked like Austin Eckler took one of the chops. His helmet went flying. Cowboys in charge were ready to go last yeah, night.
0: Yeah, man. This, that's just, we saw a fight. It was at like the Browns and the 49ers yeah. got a fight, too. One of those and pregame were, scuffles.
2: And there were accusations from the Brown side that Debo Samuel was running away from the fight until his buddy Trent Williams showed up, and then he got back involved. Hey, you know what? Because Trent Williams a, showed
0: up. Smart man. He's like, nah, I'm waving to say, oh, Trent's coming? Hey, get behind hey, Trent. Going, hey, hey, you know what, dog? Y'all lucky. Y'all lucky. Trent, <laughs> here, man. Hold me back.
2: Let I me mean, go get behind him.
0: <laughs> Hold me back, kid. Hold me back. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
2: exactly.
1: Uh,
2: but yeah, there was a lot man. of uh, a lot of defense played over the weekend in the NFL. And then somebody texted and said, uh, "Hey, Rod, here's a good one. Total uh, quarterback QBR over the weekend, seventy-seven. A yeah, quarterback play like, not great overall. Yeah, like, the average qu- overall yeah, quarterback rating this quality, past weekend, uh, wow. seventy-seven. Yeah.
0: It's um, yeah. And if you take
2: if you got to take if you take two out of that, probably way lower than that.
0: And but this is my thing: how many backup quarterbacks are playing now? Remember, I mean, we talked about this. Have we talked about? Remember last year, guys? You had thirteen teams. That's a third of the teams that have to play a third string quarterback. Hell, you already got teams playing sec, third, second and third string quarterbacks. We're what six weeks into the season now. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, you better make sure you get your backup quarterback right, whoever that is. I think that's the reason. Maybe the scoring is that, not the only reason. One of the reasons scoring down. Great stat though from the Texas. Good stuff there.
2: It is. It was a defensive weekend without a doubt in the National Football League, and uh, it's an offensive league. But uh, mm-hmm. um, and we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Is that a, a trend or is that just a, a rough weekend? The scoring was down
0: last year too. Just a hit, up.
2: Well, think of guys who were. I mean, Jalen Hurts was unstoppable last year. Eagles, you know, came back. You know, were, were slowed down by the Jets over the weekend. Patrick Mahomes and his offense scuffling scuffling in the red zone. Uh, it's really just Tua. I mean, only Tua in that offense. And the offense, man, they're rolling. Um, there's really, there's really not an offense outside of them that's just, just that's running at all cylinders right now. And there's some really good defenses. So uh, that's the way the league was. We mentioned 13 and two in the unders, the under total, which is a huge number. It's amazing. I mean, Vegas doesn't get it that wrong that often. I mean, they'd rather be 500 when they when because they, they they know what they're doing when they set the lines, but. Um, if you took unders over the weekend, you did very well. did very well, but i uh, will see if it swings back. Speaking of swinging back, the Longhorns are swinging back into uh, competition mode coming off their bye week. we yes, from Sark coming up. Rod will have a rant this hour. Let's start with the headlines, though. Get you caught up busy Tuesday morning. <laughs> Top Stories brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Major League Baseball streaking Rangers have now taken full control of that All-Texas American League Championship Series. They took... A 2-0 lead in that best-of-seven series. Won both games at Minute Maid Park. They went at 5-4 yesterday, dramatic fashion. Jumped all over Houston starter Framber Valdez, the Rangers did. Strung together five singles. Took advantage of a Valdez throwing air in the first inning. Stored, scored four runs. Took a 4-0 lead. Astros did claw back, cut it to 5-2. Thanks to solo home runs from Jordan Alvarez and Alex Bregman. Then came the turning point of the game. Houston loaded the bases with nobody out in the fifth inning against Nathan Evaldi. Uh Yiner Diaz, pinch hit. Ivaldi struck him out. Jose Altuve at the top of the order. Ivaldi struck him out and then coaxed a ground ball from Bregman to extinguish the rally. Uh, he and the bullpen went on to preserve the lead from there. They win it 5-4 for a happy manager, Bruce Bochy. We made an error. Bases loaded, and it's about picking each other up, and he picked us up there and just made some great pitches. And then that was a turning point in the game. Bases loaded, nobody out there in the fifth, and found a way to get through it, and uh, terrific job by him. It certainly was. The uh, series now shifts back to Arlington for Game 3 on Wednesday night. In Game 1 of the National League Championship Series, Phillies took a 1-0 advantage. They beat the Diamondbacks 5-3. Kyle Schwarber, Bryce Harper, and Nick Castellanos all went deep. NFL, huge bounce-back win for the Cowboys last night. Monday Night Football to wrap up Week 6 on that terrible primetime performance last Sunday in San San Francisco. Dallas went down the coast to L.A. and rallied for a 20-17 win over the Chargers. Dak Prescott stepped up in a big way, played his best game of the season, threw for 272 yards. Big second-half touchdown to Brandon Cooks. Uh, He also led the team in rushing with 40 yards, including that 18-yard touchdown run in the first quarter and didn't turn the ball over, most importantly. Dallas defense, meanwhile, held L.A. to just 272 total yards. Stephon Gilmore. Picked off Justin Herbert late in the fourth quarter to preserve the win. As the Cowboys improved to four and two into their bye week. Now, college football: Longhorns coming out of their bye week, sitting at five and one, number eight in the country. They'll travel to Houston on Saturday for the first meeting in Houston with the U of H Cougars for more than twenty years. Yesterday, head coach Dee Sarkeesian provided a major, a pretty promising injury update. Said that. Uh, Starting tight end J.T. Sanders, center Jake Major, Cole Hudson, the right guard, and cornerback Ryan Watts all practiced on Monday after taking the week off to rehab. He confirmed that Cole Hudson was the most limited of the four as he battles back from a knee injury. Still to be determined is who will be able to go uh, in a full way on Saturday.
1: Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Runners and Lawn Equipment. Halloween here is scarier than an OU cheerleader without makeup. But nothing scarier than missing out on employee pricing on all our zero-turn mowers this month at Top Gun. TopGun.net. we will shoot you straight.
0: All right. Dak Prescott bouncing back. I told you guys yesterday that Chargers defense is – the pass defense was really bad. It was one of the worst, if not the worst, in the NFL. They were ranked last, dead last in pass defense going into that game. Um, I thought Dak could have a slump buster performance versus the San Diego Charge, sorry, the L.A. Chargers, and he did. But uh, I still don't think the offense found its identity. But you got to give Dak a lot of credit for just finding a way to get the dub finding a way to move the football, finding a way to be effective offensively, even though I don't think the play calling was all that great, and I don't think the Cowboys still have solved a lot of their offensive issues, mainly the running game, because he was their leading rusher. That was not the case, but um, it was a, a huge contributing factor in him getting a win um, that Dak used his leg. So I'll give Dak a ton of credit for finding a way to win, um, but I don't think the Cowboys' offensive identity crisis is resolved just quite yet. Still got to figure that out. Texas Coast offense. We don't know what the hell it is.
2: Nobody to this day still. Yeah, they knows don't what the run the ball. Is. They had eleven penalties last night, and, uh-huh. and that's. You know, I think if you're watching that game from the Chargers' perspective, you're thinking, "This is the Chargers, right? You can't. I mean, you're at home, coming off your bye week, uh, and your quarterback misses some throws. I mean, I'm not bagging on the Cowboys here. I'm just saying that's a game that the Chargers." probably should have won you know what I'm saying I mean you're playing oh, a team yeah. in your own building that has 11 penalties they you stuff their run you hold Tony Pollard to 30 yards rushing uh and it was Dak Prescott who rose up and made big plays and uh really was the difference in the game and then the big interception at the end the big Micah Parsons sack in the fourth quarter was big but that's one that the Chargers felt like they probably let get away and the Cowboys are, are happy to get out with uh because now you're sitting at 4-2 into your bye week and can, can try to get, get you know work on some things, but to gain a game on both the Niners and Eagles, who lost on Sunday, their first losses, that I was, I was that was big for the Cowboys and headed into their off week.
0: To your point about the Chargers, uh, it's the first game the Chargers have lost with Justin Herbert that the defense allowed twenty or uh, uh, basically twenty points or less since week two of twenty twenty one. Yeah, which was Cowboys Chargers actually. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, The, the Chargers got, they, they got some bigger issues. I think Brandon Staley, concerning what he spent on defense the last two years, nobody has spent more money on defense in the NFL in the last two years, and nobody has allocated more of their salary cap to defense right now than the San Diego Chargers. Sorry, I keep saying San Diego. L.A. Chargers, and yet their defense is middle of the road, or even
2: bad in some some areas. Well, it's okay to call them San Diego, because if you were watching the game last night, it was mostly a Cowboys crowd. How about the crowd? <laughs> Every time the Cowboys huh. did something... Because, of course, the Cowboys train, tra- training camp is in California. A lot of fans of the that's Cowboys, true. and yeah. the Chargers still don't have a huge fan base in L.A. Um, but, you know, but that's a great win. That's a great win for Dallas, and and to get... The bounce back game for Dak is really the most important thing because that was a mental game for me. Can the Cowboys mentally get themselves back up? Can their quarterback get back up after the measuring stick game against San Francisco went so poorly? And you were really humiliated in that game. That was that was mentally a big bounce. What a perfect game by any stretch. It wasn't the prettiest thing, but boy, you'll take it. Um, you know, to get yourself up over you know, two games over five hundred.
0: Yeah, Dak's a rubber band man. His last six games were he's you know uh, playing after a loss his passer rating 113.2 139.3 124.3 143.3 108.5 and 109.3 so he does bounce back really well uh, I'll give Dak credit for that that shows you that Dak's got you know that that fortitude you want in your quarterback that grit um, that determination and even in this game you saw it too like you said it wasn't pretty by any stretch uh, but Dak, you know, he he made it work. Uh, whether it was using his legs, I know he made some questionable decisions. I know some Cowboys fans want to get into some of his decisions, but I think more some of his bad decisions are just a product of how bad the the play calling is at times, yeah, and really the structure of the offense. Um, Dak, when when he was throwing to anybody other than Michael Gallup last night, though, sixteen of sixteen, isn't that a crazy stat? Sixteen of sixteen,
2: unless he was throwing to Gallup, yeah. Anyone other than Gallup. And Gallup dropped a touchdown pass last night that he's got to catch. Hey, before Mm. Rod gets you the rant, the first rant of this Tuesday morning, let's uh, let Rod say about Apple Leasing.
0: Uh, Yeah, of course, my friends over at Apple Leasing. Matter of fact, you want friends like these. They can be your friends too uh, because Apple Leasing has the ability to put you in any make or model vehicle that you want. They're professionals and the fine folks at Apple Leasing can help you get the price you want, the payment you want on the car that you want. Now, we all know uh, getting a new car and leasing a new car can be really stressful. Uh, You got to do all the the price, shopping yourself, do the comparisons, go to different lots, be online. It can be really time-consuming. can be a lot of headaches. And my friends at Apple Leasing, they take the stress and the headaches out of the process for you. All it takes is one phone call or one click on Apple Leasing's website and you're going to quote on any make or model vehicle that you want. They can even give you an estimate on the value of your trade-in right over the phone. Time is money and my friends at Apple Leasing, they're going to save you both but also find you tremendous value with their simple interest easy lease. It allows you to have a lot more flexibility which is going to give you more possibilities and options to help you find the vehicle that fits you best but more importantly, the vehicle that fits your budget best. Uh, and we all know it, prices are through the roof, right? Everything seems expensive. That's why leasing makes more sense than ever. You're only paying for the part of the car you're actually using. So call Apple Leasing today, 512-346-9977, and let them see how much money they can save you. They get all the same discounts, all the same incentives that the dealers do, except my friends at Apple Leasing, they pass those savings right on to you, the customer, and it makes it easy for you. So give them a call. Don't waste any time. 512-346-9977. Just start a conversation. Let them know the price you're willing to pay, your budget. Let them know what kind of car you want, SUV or uh, sedan, whatever it may be and they will do all the hard work. That's the beautiful thing about uh, Scott Crossett and the Apple leasing business model. They've been doing business here in Austin for almost 40 years because they do it the right way, and they'll do right by you. Go to appleleasing.com. That's appleleasing.com.
1: All right, real quick, I want to
0: talk about um, receivers in the NFL, but I want to start with CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott last night. Uh, A phenomenal game from CeeDee Lamb. Remember, there was talk that CeeDee Lamb was disgruntled a little upset about his usage and the way that he was being deployed and weaponized with the Cowboys. He didn't like it in the Texas Coast offense. Uh, he even played the sound of uh, CeeDee Lamb being asked about what's the identity of the, tech, of the Cowboys offense, and he was uh, puzzled. He was a bit uh, perplexed. He actually didn't have an answer for that. I
2: still don't know after last night. I don't think any of us (laughs) do. What is the
0: identity? They're supposed to be a team that can run the ball more, and they're not a good running team. Your identity is supposed to be what you're good at. What do you do as well, if not better, than everybody else? And for the Cowboys, I don't really know what that is, but it's definitely not running the football like Mike McCarthy said it would be so we don't know what the Texas Coast offense is just yet, but hey, they found a way to get the win, and Dak Prescott had a bounce back performance. That's really you saw a big Dak energy. That's important.
2: Well, and Dak is this year eighty one percent completion rate when he throws to CD Lamb. That might be the identity of the offense. Throw it to CD. Yeah,
0: I to, yeah, exactly right. He was seven of seven when targeting CD yeah. Lamb last night. Uh, so that honestly, and think about CD Lamb has forty two targets this year and thirty four receptions. That is insane. So. I don't know how he doesn't have at least 10 plus targets a game. You got to find a way to force feed the football to your best player. Um, and I I think the Cowboys, Texas Coast offense, sometimes your identity can be as simple as we're just getting the ball to our best players and we're we're finding a way to weaponize our best players. I think the Texas Coast offense gotta start with getting the ball to CeeDee Landmore. Um, that stat that he just mentioned, second-highest uh, completion percentage from a quarterback wide receiver duo um, in the NFL right now. There's great chemistry between CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott, and I think the Cowboys need to pursue that a little bit more. And I just gave the stat Dak went throwing to any uh, anyone other than Michael Gallup 16 of 16 last night for 219 yards and one touchdown. That's not good. For, uh, but it shows you that Dax got relatively decent chemistry with other wide receivers, so there is, there are some promising things about this Texas Coast offense, and I think we saw some of it last night. Not all of it. I know some of the the issues with the penalties and them being undisciplined and Dax decision making with the football taking sacks. I get all that. That is still a big concern. Just trying to point out some of the positives <laughs> about that that uh, that performance last night from Dak. I just love the chemistry that Dak has with Ceedee Lamb right now, and a lot of the other receivers in, in with Jake Ferguson too. I think he and Jake Ferguson have some decent chemistry. Him and Michael Gallup. That's off. I don't know what's going on with Michael Gallup. I'm I'm sure he's healthy, but there is definitely some uh, a, a synchronicity issues um, between Dak Prescott and Michael Gallup. But the one thing you can, I think the Cowboys need to make sure that they prioritize, getting the ball to CeeDee Lamb more. CeeDee Lamb is proven that he's he's legit. He's a legit wide receiver one. And uh, yeah, I know the Cowboys, they don't want to pay him like wide receiver one, they're going to have to. But uh, I think this year could be a breakout year for CeeDee Lamb. And it might, I think it's proven it's Dak's favorite target.
2: And no that's what I need to
0: replace Dalton Schultz and I think CeeDee Lamb is
2: it. Uh, and they, they they have a lot to work on in the bye week that's uh, that's for sure as this says I know this they run it for zero yards on every first down uh, yeah they got to get the run game fixed but at least you know you have CeeDee Lamb now remember even after the 49ers game everybody was questioning everything about the Cowboys after the Niners loss there were those that were claiming that CD was you know not an elite receiver he doesn't run concise and precise routes and he's not you know one of the best well I, I think he took that personally I think Dak took that personally and it was good to see those guys step up in a, in a primetime performance last night but Still a lot to work on into the bye, without a doubt.
0: Uh, okay, so the other wide receiver and nugget that I want to get to is about Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins. Just keep this in the back of your head. Uh, right now, Tyreek Hill has 814 receiving yards through the first six games. That's the most receiving yards any receiver's had through the first six games. He is on track, 16-game season or 17-game season, to break the all-time single-season receiving record. He's on pace right now. For a little bit of a 2,100 yards, if you, if you just go through 16 games, which would be the record because uh, Calvin Johnson has the single season receiving record at 1,964 yards. That was in 2012. Uh, right now, Tyreek Hill on pace for even if you just cut it off at 16, um, he's on pace for uh, over 2,100 yards. And if you go to 17 games, he's on pace for over 2,200 yards. And he also is on pace right now to break the receiving yards per game record um, at a hundred. He's got 135.7 right now. The record is 129 by West Chandler. So he's on pace to have one of, if not the most prolific receiving season in the history of the NFL, um, not touchdowns and not receptions, but in terms of receiving yardage yards per game and receiving yards overall
2: overall. Um, and he could be in the record books unless somebody finds a way to stop that Miami offense. Well, uh, we'll get to see that Miami offense in primetime this week. They are the Sunday night game playing the Eagles. How about that game in Philadelphia? Eagles secondary is not good either. Yeah. I they gave up a lot of plays. They do. <laughs> that could be a high-scoring game. That could be a real – because obviously the Eagles are really looking for a bounce-back performance after what they did against the Jets on Sunday. Dolphins and Eagles is your, your Sunday night game this coming week, so looking forward to that for sure. Cowboys, of course, will enjoy their bye week. This says – uh um <laughs> says, I give Dak zero credit for last night's win. He's a quarterback with eight years' experience playing against one of the worst secondaries in the league. Herbert is a young QB playing against one of the best defenses. Last couple of days, uh, this says, the Horn TuneIn app not working. We're working on that. Thanks to everybody that's texting that in. If you've been listening to our show on TuneIn and the TuneIn app, a lot of times that's through your Alexa as well. Uh, we know that there's an issue there, and we're working with the folks at TuneIn to get that fixed. Until Thank you, you get that uh, rectified, please go ahead and fire it up on uh, the Horn app. Or find another way, but we're going to get that fixed, I promise you. Thanks for letting us know. Uh, this is... Uh, oh, shizzle. <laughs> every, every day that, the, that Dak Prescott is the Cowboys quarterback is another day the Cowboys won't be winning the Super Bowl. So. That
0: uh, That's... You know what? That's fair. I, it's hard to argue against that when you saw his performance versus the 49ers. Dak Prescott sucks. I, I don't... I you hey, carried I'm not, that team last night. Without him, they yes, don't win the game. So I'm not on that boat. But I agree with you, though. Is he a Super Bowl winning quarterback? I'm not Did sure he about carry?
2: that. carry... That's he did me, well. What else did they have last night? Yeah, they. was there. They had one big lucky play from Tony Pollard. Well, that was created by Dak that's Prescott rolling lucky. to his right yeah. and throwing yeah. back across his body. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, mm-hmm. that Made was the broke he, one tackle. I mean, he should have been tackled there. He went sixty-five yards. Should have been. Should have would have cut him. Well, look, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's that's when your defense plays like that against a pretty good offense, uh, you have a chance if you don't turn the football over, right? And. Uh, uh, but, you know, I look, I don't think anything we saw last night indicates that the Cowboys are, you know, on their way to, you know, anything more than we've seen before. But at the same time, a win's a win. Now you get a bye week and uh, you get to sit back and watch everybody this weekend. We'll come back when we do. It's uh, more on the Longhorns Is Steve Sarkeesian and the Horns now back from their bye week. Looking forward to this game with Houston. Also, the Rangers Man, they are streaking their way to a potential trip to the World Series, their first in a dozen years. Astros need to get up off the deck. We'll talk about it. Also, some Bullisher BS before the end of the hour. It's them Up with Ian Rodby on a Tuesday. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook'Em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Yeah, busy Tuesday. A lot going on. Cowboys fans excited about the big win, but uh, Cowboy fans still are real happy with the play of their offense and their offensive line, their quarterback. That's a good debate. Also, Rangers in full control of the American League Championship Series. Big-time performance by them again yesterday. Uh, taking advantage of every Houston miscue and uh, really taking <sighs> control of this series. Rod and I are in trouble against Ty.
0: Oh, we're in trouble. I gotta, big I gotta trouble. buy this damn Lucha Libre mascot. Actually. Don't buy it yet. I'm not gonna buy yet, but I, I mean, I, I need to make sure I get them. I need to get it. It's done. I, 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 come on, E. The series is over. No. What you doing, I man? I ain't conceding. Dude, the, the the team that up 2-0 usually is like 90% think. It's a rivalry. Win?
2: Throw out the records. Come on, Throw man. out the stats. Nah. I, you know, a game. I, I don't
0: throw out stats. Rod B is a stat and a fact guy because stats and facts are truth. And the truth is, Rangers right now, no to,
2: white flag over here. I'm, I'm not, not waving to, the white flag. I'm just bringing up stats, the truth. <laughs> hey, look, I'm about to order this Lucha Libre mask pretty soon. Need to win Wednesday, and then uh, mm. you know, just got go one game at a time, Rod. I'm it, going full
0: cliche. MLBshop.com. I'm already on. What it. if they What if they lose on Wednesday? How are you feeling, then?
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice.
2: Oh, what if they? Well, if they lose Wednesday, yeah. I mean, obviously you go down three zero. There's no chance. There's still a chance because. <laughs> wait, the, so you're
0: telling me there's a chance.
2: What was it? The Red Sox that came back from three yeah. zero. How many times is that It's not 3-0. It's 2-0. i want to say 13. And last... the Astros are very capable of winning three games in Arlington. I've seen it before. Mm. They play very well mm. in that ballpark. They like playing mm. in that ballpark more than their own park. Mm.
0: He's sacking himself
2: out, Todd. <laughs> no, i watched the Astros do this. I I mean, and look, a... even if they were to go in at Arlington and win hey. three straight, I still wouldn't hope be overconfident. Right. But I am not b- conceding or waving a white flag at this point. I hope you are right. The yeah. only way is if the bullpen completely collapses. Oh, there's more ways than that. You, know, Mad get, Max. Is hey, maybe, maybe Jose Altuve will bat more than 100 moving to, to Globe Life Park. <laughs> he looks That bad. would help. He does look bad. <laughs> that would uh, help. Maybe Chaz McCormick will stop swinging the balls in the dirt. Um, <laughs> just hoping, just this thinking, maybe Frambo Valdez won't throw the ball down the right field line. Oh, it's on um, sale. It's $20 oh, off. Go ahead and buy it. That'll jinx it for, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, there you go. There you go. Oh man! Hey, real quick on the Longhorn football side of things, the uh, the uh, Longhorn game with BYU a week from. We know this week's game at three o'clock. Rod, three o'clock. It, mm-hmm. The we, the next home game. It's been a while since they played a home game, right? It was all the way back uh, early October. Played in Dallas. Had the bye week. Now going to Houston. But a uh, week from Saturday, they'll play BYU, and it's a two thirty kick. It's been announced two thirty kick. On that Saturday okay. afternoon, uh, ABC or ESPN.
0: Hey, you know what? It's going to be cool anyway. It's all good. Kind it's Going to be chilly like actually. You're Going to need a jacket out there.
2: Also, three o'clock this week for the Longhorns down there at uh, Houston Cougar Stadium. It's going to be a sellout. I heard some folks talking about how that there'll be a lot of there will be some Longhorn fans there, but you can expect this to be a mostly c- Cougar crowd because they made it very difficult for Longhorn fans to get hold of tickets there. And it's a small. It's not like they're playing this game at NRG Stadium, no, right? They're playing yeah. that in a forty thousand seat. Yeah. Stadium that a lot of people. I mean, the, the Cougars sold a lot of season tickets this year for this game specifically. So, oh, yeah.
0: anytime the Longhorns come to town, yeah, I mean, it's going to it's going to break out. You know, the 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 T-shirt fans, the old school fans, even people who don't even like Houston Cougar football, they'll go out there just to watch the Longhorns. Uh, me talking about the top, you know, top ten team too. And how about this? I got this from Cron. Um, uh, dot com. Houston coach Dana Hogerson on what he's heard from fans about the Texas game. Quote. And let me know if this sounds familiar. Quote, I've got a lot of comments. Just beat Texas. Don't care if you win any of them, but you've got to win that one. You can go 1-11. and 11. It's okay. If you beat Texas. Sounds like Dave, Dave Miranda. Quotes. It's exactly what Dave Miranda <laughs> said. It was very simple. I'm going to find a Dave Miranda quote. Yeah. He said that, too. It was like, well, how'd that work out for Dave Miranda? Yeah, not
2: exactly. very good. <laughs> not good. Hey, also on the uh, Longhorn side of things, if you're looking to uh, get your first look at this Texas basketball team, the men's side for the year, they got their uh, Texas men's orange-white scrimmage tonight. Tonight over oh, at Gregory Gym. Yeah, Gregory Gym. Oh, yeah, should have hyped um, that up more. Yeah, that's it's tonight fan friendly event. It's going to be packed. I think so. Uh free pizza to the first 500 students Okay, there. that's
0: how you know it's going to be packed. I mean
2: yeah. free food for college kids. Do you got to yeah. buy tickets to that or? No get <laughs> Ty's
0: like <clears throat> no, I might I might make no, an appearance. Look no at come Ty. On
2: <laughs> I could use some free pizza. Exactly. You see? have a student ID still? Ooh. No, you didn't Ty go to UT, though. though. There are ways. Todd
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> never had a suit idea. was always at the events. How did Ty get in? Hey, he knows somebody. Ty yeah. knows somebody, man. He knows a lot so of people. So
2: the orange-white scrimmage is tonight to really launch the college basketball season. Longhorns, by the way, number 18 in the first inaugural AP Top 25 poll. Kansas is number 1 for Bill Self. Kansas, Duke at number 2, so who knows? Mm-hmm. And Kansas, remember, they don't have... Uh, Arterio Morris, the former Longhorn who transferred to Kansas, had another incident off the court, and now he is no longer a Kansas Jayhawk. Duke number 2, Purdue, Michigan State, and Marquette. Shaka Smarts Marquette team, top five to start the year. A lot of people think the Longhorns, though, can uh, have a heck of a year, a heck of a backcourt, and a pretty good team. It's about health for them right now, but we'll see them for the first time right, tonight.
0: Here's your Dave Randa quote. I found, I found it. It's almost verbatim. It's crazy. This is kind of rare. Okay, so here's what Dave Orranda said before the Texas game. I can't tell you how many times this season I heard Dave just win this one game, the Texas game. This has been brought up multiple times. There you go. There you go. Just win that one. That's day one. That's day one.
2: Uh, well, right now, Houston Cougars have the 114th ranked defense in the country. That does not bode well. Oh no! Playing this Texas atrocious. offense off a of bye week, it's getting terrible. healthier. Um, you know, we saw West Virginia put 400 yards up on them, and um, shootout
0: or blowout. That's uh, that's basically what this game's going to come down to.
2: Agreed. It'll be a shootout
0: or a blowout, and U of H is hoping it's a shootout because that means they got a chance. If it's a shootout, that would mean the Texas defense in my opinion, didn't solve some of the problems that uh, arise during that Texas OU game that may have cost him that Texas OU game on defense. Because I, I believe if, if Dana Hoekson's smart, he's going to take that Oklahoma recipe and blueprint and try to replicate as much as he can and they can't do it all to a elite level like Oklahoma did, but there are some of the same problems they can present to Texas. The the running quarterback, the dual threat quarterback, the quarterback draw, um, they also have receivers that I think are pretty good. Actually, they got three guys who are recruited as four-star prospects in that receiving court. I think that's the strength of their offense. Uh, they can threaten Texas on the outside and make plays with the ball in their hands, so Texas got to be a tackle in space. They'll test the communication of that Texas secondary in the back end, had several breakdowns versus Oklahoma, and and up-tempo, 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 all of the air raids have it in their DNA. This is an air raid offense, cousin of the veer and shoot, which Oklahoma runs, so they can copy a lot of the same things.
2: Yeah, that'll be the game plan. Let's hear Sark from yesterday talking about the improvement or what they worked on red zone-wise, right? Mm-hmm. How do you fix the red zone? Uh, they move the ball. And they've got a lot of you know elite weapons. A quarterback that's playing at a pretty high level in Quinn Yours. You also can run, by the way. Quinn yours has shown he can yes, uh, use his legs to to, to manufacture points. Here, Sark, on um, what what was worked on and what the key to getting this red zone offense cranked up.
1: You know, there's no, you know, secret sauce to this deal. You know, I mean, I, I think that our players um, buy in and trust and believe in what we do, and clearly, it shows when we can create explosive plays and move the ball and execute. Um, and in the end. You know, I I think ultimately you you kind of do an audit on yourself there halfway through the season at the different aspects of the game. Um, And and we just need to make sure that from a game planning perspective and what we're asking of our players in game and then ultimately what I'm calling, uh, that everybody has the utmost confidence in those things to, to go do that. which. I don't doubt that everybody does. But ultimately, it comes down to the execution of it all. So I think it's three levels to it. You know, what, are, what are we putting in each week? And what are we game planning? What are we practicing in practice? Two, then what are we calling? And are we giving our players the looks in practice for the potential looks that they could get in game? And then three, the execution of those plays in the moment. So um, it's, it's no different than, than any other aspect of the game. And sometimes we can make a little more out of that than it is. It's just about trust. trusting who we are and then going out and executing it and doing it at a high level.
2: Right. Execution.
0: Yeah, execution. I'm, game planning, too. I'm glad you he, he talked about that. You know, game planning, execution. It's not. It's multifactorial. It's not just one thing, uh, especially when you look at all the weapons Texas has at their disposal. Um, you know, J.T. Sanders, A.D. Mitchell, X-Man, Jonathan Brooks now is playing like a top five running back in the country. And you just mentioned Quinn, you legs now. Also, or another added weapon in the red zone. Um, I think a lot of the, sometimes the red zone comes down back down to your identity, and it's not that Texas doesn't have a great offense, but can can you tell me the identity of the Texas offense?
2: The identity of the Texas offense. I mean, it, it, right. I hope it becomes Jonathan Brooks. Exactly, um, right. Leading it's, the way.
0: It, it, they're 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 extremely talented, but identity is about what you decide to be and what you do as well as anybody else, right? And I, last year it was easy because the identity was put some B J on it with a side of road show. I think when they get into the red zone, I think Sark. Think about the Oklahoma game. Want to play Jumbo? Want to play Bully Ball? Didn't work out. But Sark, think about it. Naturally, he's a creative, innovative. He's an innovator, right? In the red zone, he's trying to he's trying to compile enough cheat codes, right, to force you to make a mental mistake usually. And yet he's, he's bully ball in the red zone. I think he's got to figure out what their what he wants the identity of this offense to be in the red zone. You want to be a team that, all right, you know what, in the red zone, that's when we play bully ball. We're going to push you out of the way with our big humans and offensive line. Or are you going to try to scheme guys open in the red zone? Because we talked about the identity of the offense is probably the, built on the passing game prior to the season. Because that's where all your weapons were. But that was before the ascent of one Jonathan Brooks in the running game. So I think oftentimes, and maybe Sark just because he has so many weapons, um, he doesn't have a singular focus really in the red zone. Yeah. No. They're all over the place, which could be a good thing, but it hasn't been a good thing so far. It's been a bad thing because they haven't really found their focus in the red zone in terms of what's their identity down there.
2: They're still trying to forge it. You know what I find interesting is uh, watching all these games. I think there are a lot of teams having trouble in the red zone in the sport of football right now. Well, spatial Darwinism. Uh, because yeah.
0: uh, you got basically, as a defense, I feel more comfortable in the red zone because I don't have to defend so much space. Right.
2: Yeah, you just have, you, yeah, you're playing in a smaller spot. Yeah. <laughs> and defenses are I meaning you, you watch NFL teams struggle in the red zone all the time. I mean, it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, not, uh, it's not unique to Texas, but at the same time, they've got to be better. And I think the more Jonathan Brooks. You know, because when you ask me what the identity of this Texas offense is moving forward, I think it's Jonathan Brooks establishing the run and then play action off of that, the RPO game mm-hmm. uh, with Quinn and the receivers. And uh, hopefully it gets back to being JT Sanders because I think, you know, the, the things we've talked about with the offense most have happened since JT Sanders got hurt because that happened early on in the Kansas game. They really struggled in the red zone in that game. And then we know what happened against Oklahoma. And JT Sanders was out there, but he was not. J.T. Sanders, right? He it's becomes the guy that, that separates from my, from me, from this offense being pretty good offense to being a great offense. Uh, and the emergence of Jonathan Brooks, one of the best running backs in the country, would be something I hang my hat on moving forward. Longhorns will play Houston at three, and then BYU, back-to-back Cougars for the Longhorns. Cougars and Cougars. Oh, no, man, I, love, I love
0: back-to-back Cougars. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, Ty, you know I... what I'm talking
2: about? Yeah! You want HB after this? Yeah, HB, baby. <laughs> hey, we'll come back. Hit some Bullish or BS. Some topics we're bullish on, maybe not so, including the Cowboys. Are they back after the big win last night? And, yes, can the Astros rally down 0-2 it's to strong. the streaking Rangers? Bullish or BS? Come on back. Hook them up with Ian Rodby.
1: Aaron Hogan Rod Papers. Hook em Up 101.9 AM 1260 The Horn
2: It is Bullisher BS time Bullisher BS Bullish Rod Cowboys are back After last night's 20-17 win <laughs> Back to what though? No. Back to what? What, what, what? Back into the upper tier of the <laughs> NFC <laughs>
0: Um, BS. I we got to see more from that running game, man. That, that running game and Mike McCarthy was essentially bragging about the running game, championing the running game in the Texas Coast offense prior to the season. And now the running game is I don't know, up, up average to below average. No, they got to get that together. And the wide receivers are too. The sum of its parts don't really add up because the Cowboys' wide receiving core individually looks spectacular. Right? When you talk about C.D. Lamb and Brandon Cooks and then Michael Gallup. But, I oh, don't know, when you add them together, some the of it's parts. Something's not add up.
2: It right? wasn't a pretty game, and it really wasn't, it wasn't a pretty, a pretty weekend for the NFL, as we talked about. Scoring down, defenses dominated, quarterback play was bleh, this weekend. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, we'll see if that's a – You know, a trend that continues with, as we said, 13-2, and the unders came in, the under totals for the NFL this weekend, including last night's game. It came in under, gosh, by 13 points.
0: Um, Bullish or BS, Brandon Staley is on, this is last year as head coach of the Chargers.
2: Well, you know what? If the Spanos family weren't cheapskates, they would have fired him last offseason because you knew what you had. This guy's an under, he's not, you know, you you can tell a, a great head coach versus a
0: yeah, it doesn't, it, it doesn't over take head. too long. You don't need
2: this much of a sample size. And they they have too much talent, and they've you know moved L. A. They've got too much investment in this team. Uh, he mismanages them uh, without a doubt. And I, look, he went forward again on fourth down with field goal in field goal territory last night. I know the numbers in the book would say go for it, but obviously the three point game. Uh, you kick your field goal there instead of going forward on fourth down. They don't get it. Cowboys get a big stop, and um, you know that's and it's not just that his team just. Um, just they're not like cowboys, you just said they're not they're not as good as the sum of the parts. The, the parts are better than, yes, than they perform.
0: To your point about these games being decided right by, you know, one possession games and single digits. Uh the nineteen of the Chargers last twenty four games have been decided by seven points or less, dating back to week eighteen of twenty twenty one. Chargers last eight losses by three points, three points, two points, one point, three points, seven points, three points, six points. To your point about Brandon
2: Saley not taking the points.
0: <laughs> They're losing by field goals <laughs> a lot of these games.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, well, yeah. He, 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 you know, th- th- who, how do you how does your team perform in in, in you know one score games? His, not very good. Not no. very good. And that's uh, that's a big number for them. Uh, you got to be able to win those games. I mean, that's really what most NFL games come down to. And he's not very good at it uh, right now. It's like. Uh, Who's the college coach that Nebraska? Remember Nebraska struggles with that to get those oh, one score games, yes. um, but you know Matt Rules trying to fix that trying right to now. Fix it, uh, okay, Texas Rod. Be like that too. Uh, bullish or BS on this one. Uh, Give Ty. Me today is National Pasta Day. What is your favorite? Even though it all tastes pretty much the same, what is your favorite pasta shape? Go to the spaghetti noodles, bow tie, the mm. tubes. Is there one pasta that uh, stands out for you that's just like your fave? I had some spaghetti and butter. Last night, spaghetti and butter. You're oh, good for you're you. are
1: broke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it's
0: good though. Good stuff. I like the thin spaghetti noodles, Ooh. like the thin ones. Capiet, capelli, yeah, Cap-a- something like that. Yeah, I think you're right about it. I think it's just something like that. I think you're on the pack. Is like really thin like, stuff? Livini. Yeah, it's really thin. Livini's I like that stuff. S-
2: flat and thin, though. Flat and thin,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I don't yeah, you're it. right. You're right. He's you're talking right.
2: angel hair, angel hair. Yes, there you go. Nice. There you go, Ty. Ty knows it's pasta. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like bow tie. I'm a big bow tie fan. Because you can eat it with a fork. You know, you stab it.
1: Stab That's it? <laughs> yeah, man. I'll do it all.
2: Homemade pasta is where it's at, though. Well, is that right? You make your own? I, I, my grandma does it sometimes. I I don't have a pasta maker. If I did, I would do it.
0: The pasta bar was famous on the Texas football team. We used to stay at the Omni Hotel, the one off like 35 over there. Yeah. Um, but Before the games. And they would have a pasta bar that we would, oh, it was, it was, it was a great, it was like a Vegas style pasta. Carbo load. Oh, it was amazing. You, You can get any type of pasta you wanted and you could make any type of meat you wanted. It was, that was, it was a, Pasta, oh, it's just a, a pasta orgy. It was fantastic. <laughs> and I remember, like, you, you would have to watch it, and say, like, man, I can't get too full on this pasta because I got to play a game yeah. in, like, you know, six hours or whatever it is. But oh, man, the pasta bar, favorite. Go ask any football player from my generation and they will drool when you start talking about the pasta bar. Guys used to go on their own. Guys used to go during the week. It was so good. (laughs) Guys would go during the week to pasta bar. Even when we
2: had like an away game. Yeah, because it's not even like you can only just get a play-doh. You just keep going back.
0: Oh, yeah, you just keep going back over and over again. Oh, pasta bar at the Omni. Fantastic. I don't know if they still got it or not. I have no idea.
2: Speaking of hotels, Rod, bullish or BS. Derek Jeter doing the analysis of the Astros-Rangers game yesterday said uh, if they get another home game, (laughs) they should stay at a hotel. They should stay at a hotel, (laughs) get out of their own house.
0: You you said the the fans should boo
2: them. Yeah, something's up.
0: The fancy Astros, Astros are now man.
2: forty and forty-five at home this season. You know, last year, Rod, they were sixty-one and twenty-seven at Minute Park. Same park, different year. They're forty and forty-five at they, home.
0: They were villains. They were villains then, but now they're even more villains. I, don't I think know. They, they. I think, you know, I think they're going to they're going to win Game Three just because they are they, they like being the villains and they're going to be so hated. They're going to be oh, the Rangers fans right are, are going to be rabid. They're going to be giving gonna, it
2: to them. It's on the second home game in this playoff run that they're on, right? They haven't seen yeah. them but one time. Uh, when they closed out the Orioles, that's it. And everything and else the Rangers been are on the road for, a, for them. They're due
0: for a letdown. I mean, they I'm, are just riding Scherzer's high. Max
2: Scherzer's going to go psycho mode. Huh? You, know, you know Max Scherzer's going to be locked in. I, or he's going to be rusty.
0: Exactly. I, like yeah, or he'll be rusty. But you're right. I am afraid of the emotional wave and charge that the Rangers fans are going to bring to that game. Ugh. But the Astros should respond well to it. That's when they play their best baseball.
2: Yeah, agreed, and they're much better on the road for whatever reason. They get out to get it's kind of us against the world mentality. When they get home, they sleep in their own beds and plenty of that now. You know, there's something up with it. But to to go from 61 and 27 at home to 40 and 44, and props to the Rangers for you know playing some really really good baseball. Uh, Rangers are balling, man. Hey, Rod, Ty, you hot on this? I wouldn't eat this, but Papa John's is now selling crushed up Twix wrapped pizza dough. Excuse me, crushed up Twix wrapped. Peach, you know Twix, what? candy uh, bar, yeah. So like a pepperoni roll, but with the Twix. They're inside. calling them Twix Papa uh, bites. That sounds yeah, I'm good. Yeah, on that
0: sounds like the bubble guts ready to happen. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like guts. the bubble guts yeah. waiting
2: to happen right there, man. Probably so. Yeah, not for me. Yeah, not s- for me? Stick to the pasta.
0: Eh, stick to the pasta. Keep it simple. Unless Keep you're simple.
2: on the uh, Skitty and butter. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Scary. The pasta bar is still there, they say. Yeah. It
2: is at the Omni.
0: Yeah. Pasta bar is still there. Hey, go try it out. It's legit. No joke. It's
2: legit. I haven't had it in years. Year. I think it's still open at the Omni. Oh, fantastic. All right. We'll be back. We roll on. It's the five-hour morning conversation. Five hours a day, five days a week. Hook them up. It's E. It's Ty. Si, it's Rod. On a Tuesday, coming back on 1019 AM 1260. Of course, stream it on the Horn app. Always get that uh, Horn app ready to roll. Touch of a button. Also, watch us on our YouTube channel. You can watch us on our website and listen there at hornfm.com.